Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast, the podcast where real estate investing and pleasure meet. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I have a really special guest today, Tammy Thrasher Mitchell, who I have invited, in part because she's just this incredible woman, and I'm very honored and grateful to be able to call her my friend. She's the one of the reasons why I specifically wanted her today is because she's such an amazing example of what you can accomplish through relationships, creativity, having a solutions-oriented attitude, um, and really being of integrity. She is a, a real estate investor. She's also a realist, a realtor, having had multi-million dollar real estate years for over 20 years. She's and her relationships, integrity, creativity, and solutions-oriented attitude have really set her apart all of these years. And and it's through that that's really taken her to the next level. She really focuses on nurturing key relationships to achieve transformational partnerships and business ventures. She has, she's a real estate, so she's a real estate um, agent. She's also a syndicator. She does buy and hold, fix and flips, wholesales, um, and has done all sorts of different things in real estate throughout her career. She's um, she's incredible, and I'm excited to have her with us today. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for all the kind words, Monique. And I'm especially grateful also for our friendship. And I learned so much through the uh, the dialogues that we have on our one-to-one calls and, and in our other mastermind groups as well. And I'm super excited to be here with you today. Oh, um not more excited than me. So let's get in it because I, I really want to share your incredible story and your wisdom with our listeners. So um, let's start let's start at the beginning. How did you get started in real estate? Um, I started in real estate actually as an investor first, and it and like many people, um, it was kind of an accidental process, um, and it was also out of necessity. And hmm. I um, was really in love with a piece of real estate. I lived in the Bay Area at the time. I was in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I had a day job, that, and I had a, a little girl, just a toddler. And I was spending all my time with work. And uh, I had a, a significant other. He and I were very committed to buying a piece of real estate. But in order to buy that real estate, we had to create some cash. And so Mm. we ended up flipping three properties really quickly in the Bay Area. Um, And at the time, the market was just beginning to to really get hot and exciting. And we sold some properties for just crazy profit, um, really out of Sherlock. I mean, one property we sold um, for $60,000 over our asking price because they thought we had multiple offers. And, in fact, they were our, the only offer we got on the property. But that wow. was kind of <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, it, was, nice. it was really just a – yeah, it was really – well, I wish that happened more often. 
Um, but it was kind of timing worked out perfectly. We were very passionate, very committed, very focused. And this was life before HGTV. This was life before the Internet was saturating our world. There was no Pinterest. There was no Facebook. This was just sheer determination. And what do we have to do to make this happen? Wow. So let me, let me back up because how did you even know to do this? What made you think, okay, I'm going to buy a property, fix up, and sell it? What made you think that pre-HGTV, pre-internet? How did you know to do that? Oh, that's a I, – I, I don't know. I guess part of it was uh, we were – my boyfriend and I were always very fascinated with real estate. We, sh- we spent a lot of our spare time – you know, people say, oh, I love real estate. I love looking at homes. I did not love looking at homes per se, at face value. I loved looking at opportunities. I loved negotiations. I loved to think, what could I do with this to fix it up and make it amazing? And and I've always been a value add kind of person. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I think it was just, just kind of the way he and I both thought about things. And then Simply, the, we, we knew what the results had to be. We knew what the bottom line was to make the deal happen to buy. We wanted to buy a ranch in Walnut Creek, California, which was really a rare thing to even see available, the location, the size, the price, everything. And I signed a, a contract on that and said, we're buying this. And then I had to figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> so, mm. So, you know. <laughs> Necessity is the mother of invention, Monique, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So, okay, so what happened next? You flipped those three properties, and then yeah, and then what flipped, happened? We flipped properties, and in the process, we decided I would get my real estate license just because it would be more convenient to have access to the MLS. And we, we kept um, doing some flips, and we did some buy and hold. Um, we bought the property that we loved, Um I since moved back to Texas, and he and I are no longer together, and he kept the property, but I still love it from a distance. It's still my favorite property ever, um, and it's, it's mm-hmm. worth about 10 times what it was when we bought it now. So that's wow. the power of, yeah, no, it's, it's an amazing piece of real estate, and, um, and just it's, there's so much value in buying the right property at the right time for the right price and doing the right things to it. And if you can hold on to it, in this case, it made a lot of sense to hold on to that property. So um, even when we went our separate ways, it was still, um, I just decided to be in love with the property regardless. And, and we, I moved on, moved back to Texas with my family and, um, and continued my real estate career in Texas. I've, I've maintained um, brokering real estate, wholesaling real estate, acquiring. And then a few years ago, I moved into also matching other people's financial capital with investment opportunities. So that's where syndications mm-hmm. came to be. So um, the, it, everything I've done really ties in with, I think, the purpose of our call. Everything I've done has been tied to relationships, Um because relationships were actually what helped me even know about the property I fell in love with and wanted to buy. The relationship I was mm-hmm. in, he and I were in a good place where we had a similar vision, what we wanted to accomplish. Um, my relationships with, with marketing experts and knowing the real estate market, other agents I knew, helped me price our property and negotiate our properties that we sold for a very nice profit. Um, 
And then my relationships led to me getting a real estate license. And, and everything I do, I'm always, relationships are very significant in my thought process. I consider my relationships um, very key. They're my masterminds. Um, they're my opportunities for growth. I consider myself to be a value add to them, to all the relationships that I'm in. I want to bring something to the table because relationships are not a, a one-way street. So everything yeah. has been relationship-oriented, has led to the not only the, the growth in my skill sets, but the growth in my mindset about what real estate is. Because I think there's so much real estate is and can be that most people only see the HGTV or the realtor, you know, the buy, the sell. They don't understand how many different ways there are to participate in real estate. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Um, and I, I love, I love this. And this is a big reason why I wanted to have you on because you're, I feel like you're a genius in relational capital and how to build that. And I know, you know, one of the things I always say is real estate is a relationship game. It is a, it's all about who you know and who you're working with, who you're partnering with, uh, who's on your team, who can help you connect to the next opportunity or the money you need, um, the skill set you need. And, um, and you're, you know, one of the things that you're really great at is being able to, to create and nurture those relationships. Um, you know, relational capital, relationship capital. That's one of that term I, I heard from the first for the first time from you. How do you define it? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I did. Pro- I don't think I was the first person who ever said it, but I, I think I introduced a lot of people to the phrase relational capital. Um, I yeah. define relational capital as the credibility created through a series of intentional events that are nurturing and empowering the relationship between yourself and others. Okay. I know that's a lot, in other words, but really, really it's, it's, it's simply about um, the, the credibility. It's, it's not networking. I want to say that. Relational capital is not networking. I think a lot of people network. A lot of people collect cards. They hand out cards. The difference between networking and relational capital is relational capital is taking things deeper. Relational capital is understanding the people that you're talking to. What are they trying to achieve? And and quite frankly, a lot of networkers, they just want to try and collaborate with every person they meet. And the truth is you have to really define what it is you're trying to achieve to be able to attract and connect with the best people for your purposes because you have to know who yeah. you are, what you're looking for, what you're, what you're committed to, what your vision is, and then you're going to start finding the right people, but you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find the princes, right? Yes. And once, <laughs> and once you find the princes, there, there's going to be a bunch of them, princes, princesses, kings and queens, there's going to be a whole lot of royalty you need along the way. And, and ideally, each relationship that you nurture and you, you grow, um, that you will have the opportunity. Those people are going to want to introduce you to their inner circle. And it's, it, the quality of your relationship will start growing exponentially if you really, truly water the grass where you're standing that is in alignment with your vision and your growth and your direction. I, I love that. 
Um, there, there are a couple of things. I mean, there's a lot you just said in that phrase, and I want to I want to parse it out and and highlight each because they're so important. So one, you know, the the first thing I, I really heard was how relational capital is not networking. There are so many people that they just think, okay, I'm going to go to these events and I'm going to, you know, just try to get something out of people and give my cards and um, and it's it really it's about having a relationship where somebody would call you if they had an opportunity or call you if they needed help um, and vice versa and, you know, being able to really grow that. So I love, I love that. Um, you said that. And, uh, and also the, the piece about the clarity, you know, having, being able to know exactly what you want because there's, like you had said earlier, there's so many different ways of participating in real estate, and um, and so you know knowing what what you what you want, but also then uh, having clarity on how can you help other people get what they want. Like Zig Ziglar says, you can get whatever you want if you help another enough other people get what they want. Um, Absolutely, just having that clarity Absolutely. about who you are and what um, and what you can and how you can help. And then, you know, the more relationships you have, the more, you know, a lot of it is just connecting people to, um, to each other and, and providing yeah, 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 opportunities absolutely. that way. I, I, um, and, and I'm going to steal a line from Ivan Meisner of business networking international, that um, if you go into growing your relationships with a giver's gain perspective, and not from a scarcity mindset, not from a fearful position, but from a from an abundance perspective, from a I'm going to give to receive, and it doesn't mean I'm going to give one. It might mean I give a hundred times, right? But yeah. if I'm giving with confidence and I'm giving with with no limitations, and I'm giving because there's value to give, um, and and the person is receiving it, eventually it will be reciprocated and it might be reciprocated in more ways than you can ever measure. And, and I've experienced that so much in my life and I definitely reference the Zig Ziglar quote and, and there's so many people out there who, um, you know, they, they have inspired some of the thoughts that I have and, and, and I try really hard. I, I teach a lot of people I've trained and mentored and, and I speak at events, and I try to give people some insight into the the value of approaching things from that helping others first, givers gain, and from a from a abundance perspective. And it really shifts the way people receive you. Yeah, because they feel your Can energy, I, I wanna, and they feel yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The other thing I want to share real quickly with you. It's a story about bamboo. Do you know the life cycle of bamboo? No, I don't. Okay, so it's really interesting. I consider, and I, and I know a lot of people hear the phrase that we're, we're not hunters, we're farmers when we're building relationships, right? Well, one of the stories I really love, and I share this story when I speak to audiences, is about bamboo. But if you were to watch bamboo, in the beginning, you would be sorely disappointed. You would be planting bamboo, and you wouldn't realize that underneath the soil, and you can only see the soil, and all you see is this little nib of a green thing, nib of a green thing coming up from the soil. But underneath 
the soil, the bamboo root system is growing and it's becoming very strong. And that's really what we're doing when we meet people and we start getting to build a relationship with them is we're building our root system, okay? And we're not going to get any rewards out of the root system immediately, okay? The rewards are going to come with bamboo. It's year five. So bamboo grows a few inches a year until year five. And in year five, bamboo can grow as much as 80 feet in just six weeks. Wow. And that's what our relationships are, okay? And I know you've experienced that, right? Little bit, little Absolutely. bit, little bit of growth, and all of a sudden, an exponential opportunity, right? Yeah. That's exactly how it so works. People have to be patient. People have to be patient. You cannot meet somebody and think that you're going to turn that meeting, that person, even if they're a perfect fit for you, you have to build trust, respect. It's a mutual thing. It's, a, it's like I said, it's, it's credibility created through a series of intentional events, and they take time. And they might take five years. They might take six weeks, but you have to plan on five years. And you have to be consistent and persistent and kind and forgiving and patient. And I mean that of yourself as well, you know, because you're going to make mistakes along the way, and you're going to say, oh, man, why did I do that? Don't give up, though. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. You know, know where you're going, stick with it, and focus on the relationship, focus on, on doing the things that you know are true. And as long as, you know, as long as you do those things, the rewards will come. I love that. Get, give us an example of, you know, this uh, something that's the bamboo that shot up all of a sudden, like a relationship. Oh, and, like the bamboo that shot up? Oh, sure. Well, I, um, I live in, in East Texas. I'm not in the large metropolitan area. So I, um, I didn't have a group of investors to, to just join a club. I actually had to create the local RIA. And mm. I – took months kind of getting people to come out, okay? And after, it was probably a little over a year, I went from getting anywhere from five to ten people to all of a sudden I was getting 20, 25 people coming to my RIA meetings, right? And then it, it got, I got so busy and it got, it got to become so much work that I actually passed off the reins to somebody else eventually. But over those next few years, the interesting thing that happened was no matter who was in charge of the RIA, I was the authority. And mm-hmm. people still came to me. And um, after three or four years, I probably had two or three of the largest investors in my community come to me to partner with me and work on things specifically with me. And it all came from me starting this little chapter of real estate investors. And to this day, I'm still their go-to person. So now it's eight plus years later, and I'm still the go-to person for those people. I love that story. That's so great. Ah, yeah, it's, you know, it's those little steps and showing up and being of service to you. And then people, then when they need something, will come to you. And it's, and hey, Monique, you just said something I win. love. I talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you just said something I love. You said you have to show up. And one of the things that I really talk about when you're out there connecting with people is 
being present is not the same thing as showing up. So mm-hmm. don't go to a room and think you're going to accidentally meet the next best business partner you're going to have in your life just by being there. You have to be interesting. You have to be vibrant. You have to be receivable. You cannot walk around with closed arms. You have to have open arms. You, you need to smile on your face. You need to engage in conversation where there is enthusiasm in your voice. People need to hear it. And it's okay if you're afraid. It's okay if you have not even done your first real estate deal yet. It's okay if you're new to this. It's okay if you have failed miserably. It's okay if you've lost $100,000 or more. It's okay because those mistakes are what we learn from. And if we let them define us, we are crippled. If we decide to become empowered through the lessons learned and acknowledge and accept them and let them go, we are now wiser. We are now more empowered, more able to be more significant in our next opportunity than if we hadn't made those mistakes or if we weren't new or whatever. So good. Such good good info. Um, let me ask you a question. It might be it might be on the same vein, might be different. What is the biggest mistake you see um investors, potential investors making? <laughs> um, biggest mistake is falling in love with HGTV. <laughs> um, <laughs> <that was> my <laughs> mistake. <laughs> I mean, the shows are awesome and they're inspiring and they're exciting, but they're not everybody's reality and every market is different, okay? So the biggest mistake is not surrounding yourself with an experienced power team who who has already made a lot of those mistakes, you know? A lot of people come into this thinking they know it all because they've read a few books, they've watched HGTV, they've owned a house, and their brother-in-law does it in, you know, a city 3,000 miles away. Don't be the expert. Be the idiot. Walk into this knowing nothing regardless of how much you know. Always be willing to learn. Always be willing to receive. It doesn't mean you have to apply everything people tell you but be willing to consider what they're saying is valuable and evaluate it. So good. That's such good advice. And what do you think is most important for people to do? So what, not what not to do is not to focus on HGTV. Yeah, the most and, important thing to well, do, yeah, don't fall in love with HGTV. most important thing to do is gather knowledge. Um, get involved in a mastermind. Get involved in a RIA. Join groups of people who will make you better. Be a part of a we, not a me. And and yeah. and connect with people so that you are not alone. This is not a business to focus on eating the whole watermelon by yourself because it's hard to get that whole watermelon by yourself. This is a business where you would rather be doing business in large bundles of grapes and sharing grapes with everybody at a giant round table than being all about me, 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 I, I, I. This is a we business. Yeah, not going to get very far if you're all about yourself. Or if you try to do it all by yourself. This really is a, it's a, it's a team sport. <laughs> Relationship it is team. a team it's sport. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what's that? Uh, there's an African proverb that if you want to go fast, just go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yes. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, 
Awesome. So now, you know, you're you're a woman in this field that is often um, filled with men. What advice would you give for a woman who's starting out? Um, forget you're a woman, I would say. Like, I, I, I don't like to function from a gender perspective. It is a very male-dominant industry, um, especially from the investor side. Uh, if you're consulting with brokers, commercial brokers are generally men. If you're, if you're flipping houses, there's a good chance you're going to cross paths with more female brokers. Um, but I, I think that for women, just be confident, be poised. Women are so insightful, and I think women have so many gifts to bring to the real estate industry and to relational capital. And I think they're much more natural at being successful, but they get in their own way in their head or they think, oh, I'm a woman doing this, or they think, oh, I have these other obligations with my family, my children, I have to cook dinner. Yes, we all do. We all have multiple obligations, but the truth is women do it better than than men, simply. And I'm not trying to be offensive to men. Women just do it better. We're Um, good. We're good multitaskers. We, we are yeah. good multitaskers, and we're good at prioritizing, and we're good at seeing a big picture. So yeah. we're, we, I think women tend to be solution seekers. So embrace, you know, your skills and gifts that you naturally have as a woman, and then surround yourself with knowledge and, and find other women, but find men, too, that you can collaborate with and that you can have, you know, very constructive relationships and conversation with where you have allies and resources, <clears throat> take some people who, are, who you know, who you enjoy, or they have pleasant, because here's the thing, you want to like the people you're learning from. So find people who are confident, pleasant, successful, and take them to coffee or lunch or dinner and buy their meal um, or at least offer to you. A lot of times they won't let you, but a lot of the very successful people out there, they're happy to share their journey and what they learned and what they know and introduce you to other resources. So, you know, t- turn on that, that, that young lady charm, smile, be friendly, and be a sponge. Mm. So good. So good. That's amazing advice. Um, all right. We're running out of time. which has gone so fast, but we, we have time to do a Trinity. But before we, hear your your trinity which is a brag a gratitude and a desire how can people who are interested in just finding out more about you and what you do how can how can they they find you sure i am on social media platforms as tammy thrasher mitchell um uh usually all three names t-a-m-m-y T-H-R-A-S-H-E-R-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, and those are the best ways to find me. My email is, uh, should I give that? Yes, no. You don't have to. Only if you okay. want it. But that, they can right, find right, you yeah. Yeah, you, can, you can find me. They can find me. Yeah, and my email is out there on social media anyway. You can find me there. Um, SterlingXProperties.com is, is my business website as well. And, um, yeah, love to, to actually, I, yeah, so that's it. I'll let you, you do you, uh, yeah, so we'll just go into the Trinity. Yeah, okay. So what are you celebrating right now? 
Give us a brag. Uh, right, right now I am celebrating that my daughter is back in the United States. My son is out for summer, and we've got big summer plans and a big trip planned uh, later this year to go to Europe for a few weeks. And I'm just uh, getting ready to get some, some large off-market real estate deals locally that I'm brokering under contract. So it's been a busy day. Fun. Well bragged. That's a lot of brags. Good. Um, very well bragged. And what are you grateful for? I am grateful for my health. I am grateful for my failures. And I am grateful for grace that people extend to me. Mm, beautiful. And lastly, what's one desire? Uh, one desire I have truly is to make a difference in other people's lives, make a positive difference, helping others achieve their dreams. I'm especially drawn to helping other women be successful, be confident, be bold and brave when times feel like they really just want to step back and hide or step back and say somebody else is going to do it better than I can. We all have a mission and we all have value to add and we all have an opportunity to grow and learn. And I would, I just, I love being able to help other people in every way I can. And, and I'm just honored to get to be here today because I feel like that's just part of the process. Mm. Beautiful. So shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. Thank well, you, Monique. That was a great. Trinity, thank you for being here. Um, thank you all for listening. You can find Tammy Dasher Mitchell on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, and you can connect with me at realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. I have a new ebook available for free that you can go and sign up for. So um, that's it. We will see you next week. As always, bid you see, keep it pleasurable, and um, and join us next time. Bye. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Bye, everyone.